Hi, you're with Julian on the Brown Note and a review of the latest Angel Olsen album, Big Time. The singer-born Angelina Maria Carroll in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, currently, I believe, in North Carolina. Um, she's risen to the heights of one of the most prominent female songwriters in America over the course of five or so albums. I missed out on her first two, um, Halfway Home and Burn, with a very well-received Burn Your Fire for No Witness in 2014. But I got firmly on the Angel Olsen bandwagon with My Woman in 2016, which um, blew me away and was in my albums of the year. And Shut Up, Kiss Me, Hold Me Tight was my number one track that year. I became completely infatuated with her uh, after seeing her live as well on that tour. Um, she was just, you know, like Debbie Harry levels of cool and sexy and just awesome. Um, and um, after that, My Woman, which I still think is my favourite, she came back with a surprising left turn with All Mirrors, uh, which posited her more, it was like an art pop record. So she was a lot closer to people like Mitski or St Vincent here, um, whereas the previous album had been pretty guitar indie slash the country that's always been there um this one was all sort of maxed out synths and um really fascinating album another great album and then she followed that with um whole new mess which was the opposite version of all mirrors where she'd gone even further beyond uh, my woman to make a very um reverby minimalist guitar based ghostly version of the maximalist all mirrors and i actually liked it more a little more and i kind of feel like there's another album version of that out there which is between both those records where there's the perfect version of it um but she certainly established herself as uh, one of the preeminent singer-songwriters of her age of in an age where female singer-songwriters have really become the dominant force. There are so many that, um, that have uh, dominated my albums of the year lists. Um, and she's come back with big time. Now, this is another jink, but um, instead of uh, going into the maximalist art pop of All Mirrors or denuding that of all of that with um, the uh, the more sort of uh, minimalist follow-up, um, this time she's gone pretty much full-blown country. Another very acclaimed album called Big Time. Um, the things to point out is that she came out as queer and weeks later her parents died. How the hell does... What do you, what do you say to that? Uh, in, in the run-up to recording this album. So um, I think her new partner's female and um, obviously a lot of this album is dealing with that but also the grief of her parents dying from, I believe, natural causes within weeks of each other. Um, so she is, it's an album that comes from a very, very dark place. Um, it introduces itself via the um, very gentle, all the good times, um, very low-key, melodic um, country that builds into sort of crescendo in the chorus, that quiet, loud, dynamic sort of situation. Um, it's also a little bit inconsequential. Um, and it's like if there's, there's there's several tracks on this album that I feel drift by a bit and aren't you know that compelling, 
Um, it's a little bit inconsequential. And another thing is that half of the lyrics on this album are painfully about her, but I feel like another half of them are pretty universal to the point of them sort of not having that same impact as the second half of the album, which gets very personal and very dark. Um, and that kind of sets a tone for the album as a whole, in general. Um, big time, the uh, title track that follows it, again, a lot of these songs have that sort of waltz shuffle. If you can imagine like a really gentle sort of waltz shuffle, um, Neil Young Harvest Moons, maybe. Um, but it's a much more compelling song. It's one of the biggest tunes on the album. Um, I think the better songs on here, one, have very personal, uh, often painful lyrics, rather than universal, and the better melodies. And this one's got one of the biggest tunes. Um, it sounded like the band, that um, 60s, 70s, um, very famous act called The Band, uh, sort of the night they drove all Dixie down. They do a lot of that waltzing as well, and that's, um, that came through on that truck, I thought. Again, uh, Dream Thing. Bit inconsequential, just drifts by a lot, um, and I, you know, kind of forget you're listening to it. The uh, Ghost On I thought was lovely. Uh, very again, it's got a much stronger, more memorable melody, and it's very, it's really ghostly as well, and almost had me thinking of the recently departed Julie Cruz, uh, and I kind of wish she'd. If there's a, another problem with this album, is uh, a lot of the instrumentation is very, very gentle. But I almost wish she pushed it even further minimalist because this one's really ghostly. I don't think there's any sort of rhythmic backing at all. Um, but it was a lovely track. Um, and the follow up, all The Flowers, probably has the softest vocal on the whole album. Um, almost no backing music at all. So it's sort of like it's become very ethereal by this. Things do get more compelling after with um right now which um is track six i think the next two tracks uh, right now and this is how it works are probably the oh and go home is the strong run on the album it feels like the centerpiece of the album emotionally as well um it uses her voice in not just a whisper that occasionally rises up but it uses the full spectrum of what is clearly the the weapon on this album which is angel olsen's incredible singing voice um, which is a plus and a minus because I feel like the f she can sing really quietly yet sound really full-bodied even if she's singing in a whisper. You can't hide the strength in her voice or she can shriek. Um, and I kind of feel like that might butter up some of the lesser compositions on the album as being valid because she can make anything sound good. Um, but that's got some... It's got a great, the loud soft dynamic on right now is much more pulverizing. It gets into, unexpectedly, a slightly Bowie-esque glam stomp, including with electric guitars, one of the few times they seem to rise up with any sort of distortion. Definitely one of the centerpieces and um, cathartic coders on the album, I thought. And Seven, even though um, This Is How It Works, is perhaps not, as consequential it's sort of another of the you know musically drifty tracks on the album um it's elevated by the lyrics which are now getting really painful um i'm i'm tired of saying i'm tired 
this is how it works for me now. It's a it's a despairingly bleak song. It really juts out. It made me think of Big Star in that sort of sister lovers era. Um, a crying for help sort of song. It's actually quite painful to listen to the lyrics. Um, and the same, I think, on Go Home as well. Another one where she's, um, nobody knows me, I'm a ghost now. And uh, she's talking about leaving somewhere where, you know, she no one even knows her to go home. It's um, a great song. It's got a, it's got a welcome bass figure on it, which is, sits in the background, but adds a bit of musicality that's kind of missing on a lot of the tracks. Um, it's another of the uh, stronger and fuller tracks. The chorus on it's really soaring, but the lyrics again are so bleak. Um, Three the Fires is like a come down. It's um, it hasn't. It, it sort of slips back into the universality of the, the lyrics, and it's um, another drifty track. The final one will, uh, is a welcome respite. Chasing the sun is something I wish she'd done a lot more of on this album. It's really happy. It's wistful. It's playful. It's very personal. Uh, she's clearly singing about herself and um, hanging out with her new lover and not doing anything and them having this big secret on the world. And it really works. I can understand them positing this at the end as like this light coming out of the tunnel. But given the maudlin nature of much of the album, we could have done with a lot more of that. Um, so it is a good album. Um, I think like the universality of certainly the first half of the album and a lot of the lyrics aren't anywhere near as interesting as the more personal. They sort of become a bit bland. Um, the reliance on her voice to carry everything, there's not enough attention, I don't think, paid to the musical backings because they can just use her singing to get away with it. And that makes the music quite samey and uh, in pace as well. So the pacing of the album can... If you stare straight at the album, it can get a bit boring. Uh, it works much better as sort of background music. I think I think it's the kind of album you've got to be in the right mood to listen to. Um, overall, it's, it is a good album. It's not quite as stellar as everyone is going nuts about it for. And um, probably my least favorite Angel Orson album. But still, um, a 7 out of 10 for Angel Orson and Big Time. And Angel, I am still here for you, waiting for you.